Chapter Twenty Eight of Cutlass and Cudgel. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lynn Thompson. Cutlass and Cudgel by George Manville Fenn. Chapter Twenty Eight. Ram sat there holding out his hand to the midshipman, but it was not taken, and for a space they gazed into each other's eyes. The silence was broken by Ram. Well, he said at last, won't you shake hands? An officer and a gentleman cannot shake hands with the like of you, replied Archie coldly. Oh, can't he? said Ram quietly. You're a gentleman. Was it being a gentleman made you come down and pull me on here? I don't know whether being a gentleman made me do it, said Archie coldly. I saw you would lose your life if I did not get a rope and come back to you, and so I did it. "'Yes, that's being a gentleman made you do that,' said Ram thoughtfully. "'None of our fellows would have done that.' "'I suppose not. I know I wouldn't. Yes, you would.' Ram looked at the midshipman hard in the face again. "'You mean, if I'd seen you lying down here like I was, "'I should have gone and fetched the rope and pulled you up?' "'Yes, I'm sure you would.' Ram sat in his old position, with his hand to the back of his aching head. "'But it's being a gentleman that made you do it. "'No, anybody who saw a person in danger would try and save his life, "'and you would have tried to save mine. "'But I might have slipped and gone over the cliff.' "'You wouldn't have thought about that,' said Archie quietly. "'You did not think about the danger when you saw me trying to escape.' "'No, I didn't, did I?' said Ram thoughtfully. "'I knew how savage father would be if you got away and fetched the sailors, "'and he told me I was to see you didn't get out.' "'so I come down after you. "'And you would have done as I said.' "'Well, perhaps I should,' said Ram, laughing. "'But as we didn't neither of us go over, "'it's no use to talk about it. "'My, how it does ache!' "'He turned himself a little so as to plant his back against the rock "'and let his legs hang down over the edge. "'That's more comfortable. Bit of a rest. "'Hard work getting down here and wrestling.' "'Archie was in so cramped and awkward a position, half kneeling, that he followed his companion's example, shuddering slightly, though, as he let his legs go down, and put his hands beside him to press his back firmly against the rock. "'Frightened?' said Ram, who was watching him. "'I don't know about being frightened. It would be a terrible fall.' "'Oh, I don't know,' said Ram, leaning forward and gazing down into the void. "'Water's precious deep here. Such lots of great conger eels, six foot long, about the holes in the bottom. Jemmy, Dad, and me caught em before now.' "'most strong enough to pull you out of the boat. "'Dare say if you went down you'd come up again, "'but you couldn't get ashore. "'Why, a good swimmer could get round the point there "'and make for the ledge where I saw you and that man land.' "'No, you couldn't,' said Ram. "'It's hard work to get round there with a boat. "'You'd have to pull. "'That's where the race is, and it would carry you out to—' "'Oh,' the boy was looking down between his legs as he spoke, "'and the midshipman just had time to dart forward his hand.' "'catch him by the shoulder and drag him back, "'or he would have gone off the rock. "'Ram lurched over sideways, "'his sun-brown face mottled and strange-looking, "'as his head dropped slowly over "'onto the midshipman's shoulder, "'where it lay for a good ten minutes, "'Archie passing his arm round the boy "'and supporting him as he lay there, "'breathing heavily, with his eyes half-closed. "'It was a terrible position, "'and a cold, damp perspiration "'bedewed the midshipman's face, and he felt how near they both were to a terrible end. 
the deep water after that awful fall the fierce current which would carry them out to sea and then came shuddering thoughts of the great long serpent-like congers of whose doings horrible stories were current among the sailors at last to his great relief ram uttered a deep sigh and sat up smiling at his companion i felt like that before he said come over all at once sick and giddy like you do if you lean down too much in the sun i should have gone over shouldn't i if you hadn't catched me don't talk about it oh very well it was hitting my head such a crack i suppose i say though you never thought you could get away down here did you meant to try said archie laconically yeah that was good i knowed you wouldn't but i meant to fetch you back me and jemmy dad come down here once after bird's eggs before father had the place up there quite blocked up it used to be a hole just big enough to creep through jemmy stopped up on that patch where you and me wrestled and let me down with a rope there's no getting no farther than this not with a rope well with a very long one you might slide down to the water but what's the good without there was a boat waiting you hadn't got a boat and you didn't bring no rope no use to try to get away the words seemed more and more the words of truth as the midshipman listened and he was compelled to own in his own mind that he had failed in his attempt but a question seemed to leap from his lips next moment and he said sharply perhaps there's no getting down but any one might climb up right to the top of the cliff fly might or a beetle said the boy laughing why a rabbit couldn't and i've seen them do some rum things cutting up the rocks where they've been straight up like a wall why it comes right over up nigh the top no father's right place is safe enough from the seaside and so it is from the land now then let's go back you can go said archie coldly i'm going to stop here that you won't said ram sharply you're a-coming with me yeah what's the good of being obstinate we don't want to have another fight don't you see you can't get away i will get away said archie sternly well you won't get off this way till your wings grow said ram laughing come on mate let's get back archie hesitated but was obliged to come to the conclusion that he was beaten this time and he turned slowly to his companion and said can you climb that rope can i climb that rope i should think i can but dare you venture now ram put his hand to his head and gazed up thoughtfully well it would be stupid if i was to turn dizzy again suppose you untie the rope from round you and let me tie it round my waist then you go up first and when i come you'll be ready to lend me a hand yes that will be best said archie without you want to leave me said the boy laughing the midshipman made no reply there was an arduous task before him and his nerves were unstrung after he had unfastened the end of the rope and passed it to ram who did not secure the end about him but the middle after he had nearly drawn it tight so that if he did slip the fall would not be so long then reluctantly but feeling that it must be done archie climbed the thirty feet of rope between him and the great ledge slowly and surely glad to lie down and close his eyes as soon as he was in safety so far he tried to but he dared not look over when the rope began to quiver again he contented himself with taking hold near the edge and crouched there picturing the boy turning dizzy once more from his injury letting go and dropping with a terrible jerk to the extent of the rope where it was tied then as he felt the strong hemp quiver in his hands he found himself wondering if the strands would snap one by one with the terrible strain of the jerk and whether the boy would drop down into the sea what should he do then 
What should he do if the rope did not part? He did not think he would have the strength to draw the boy up, and, if he did, he was so unnerved now that he did not believe he would be able to drag him over the edge onto the rock platform. There, Ram must be turning giddy he was so long, and, unable to bear the pressure any longer, Archie opened his eyes and crept nearer to the edge, to face the horror of seeing the boy's wild, upturned eyes. But he saw nothing of the kind save the workings of his own disordered imagination. What he did see was Ram's frank-looking rustic face close up, and a hand was reached over the edge. "'You may get hold of me anywhere if you like,' said the boy, "'and give me a hand. That's your style, officer.' "'Pull away, and up she comes. That's it,' he said as he crept over the edge. "'Thank ye. I aren't smuggled.' They both sat down for a few minutes while Ram untied the rope from his waist and from round the big block of stone before beginning to coil it up. "'I say,' he said as he formed ring after ring of rope, "'that rock isn't very safe. "'If I'd slipped and the rope hadn't snapped, "'that big stone would have come down atop of me, "'and what a mess you'd have been in "'if Father had said you'd pitch me off.' "'Let's get back,' said the midshipman, "'who felt sick at heart, "'and he moved toward the place "'where he had been down and up three times. "'Wait a moment,' said Ram, "'securing the end of the rope "'and throwing the coil over his shoulder. "'That's right, I'll go first. "'Know the way?' "'Because you don't trust me,' said Archie angrily. "'That's it,' said Ram. "'Door's open and you might get out.' Archie's teeth grated together, but he said nothing, only began to climb, following the boy patiently, till they were nearing the opening, when he started so violently that he nearly lost his hold. For a voice came from above his head. "'Got him, Ram?' "'Yes, father. Here he is.' For the moment the midshipman felt disposed to descend again, but he kept on, and a minute later he looked up to see Ram's frank face looking out of the hole, and the boy stretched out his hand. "'Want any help?' "'Oh, all right, then.' "'Did you think you'd get out that way, youngster?' said Shackle, as the midshipman stood erect at the top of the rough stairs. "'I thought I'd try,' said the lad stiffly. "'Took a lot of trouble for nothing, boy,' said the smuggler. "'I come to see what was amiss, Ram, boy, you were so long. "'Don't come again without Jemmy, Dad, or someone.' "'No, father.' "'So you thought you'd get away, did you?' said the smuggler, with an ugly smile. "'Ought to have known better, boy. "'You wouldn't be kept here if there was a way for you to escape.' Archie felt too much depressed to make any sharp reply, and the smuggler turned to his son. "'What's the matter with you?' "'Bit of a tumble, father, that's all,' said the boy cheerfully, as he placed his hand to the back of his head. "'You should take care, then. Rocks are harder than heads. Hi, you, Jimmy, Dad.' "'Hello,' came out of the darkness. "'Get Tom to help you tomorrow. Bring a bushel or two of lime stuff, and stop up this hole, all but a bit big enough for a pigeon to go in and out. It'll give him a taste of light and air.' "'Now, youngster, on with you. Show the lantern, Jemmy.' The man came forward, and Archie was made to follow him, the smuggler and his son coming on behind, and ten minutes later the prisoner was seated in his old place in the darkness, with Ram's basket of provisions for consolation. As he sat there, listening to the departing footsteps and feeling more and more that it was quite true, escape must be impossible down the cliff, or else they would not have left him with the opening unguarded. There was the dull, heavy report of the closing trap-door, and the rattle and snap of bolts, and that followed by the rumbling down of the pieces of stone. He had pretty well thought out the current theory of this noise, that it was on purpose to hide the trap-door from any prying eyes which might pass, and prying eyes must be few, he felt, or else the smugglers would not have had recourse to so clumsy a contrivance. 
He thought all this over again, as he sat there wearied out and despondent, for in the morning his task had seemed as good as achieved, and now he was face to face with the fact, after all that labour, that it had been in vain, and he was more a prisoner than ever. Not quite so badly off as some, though, he thought, as, moved thereto by the terrible hunger he felt, he stretched out his hand for the basket. Not bread and water, but good tasty provisions, and— "'What's this in the bottle?' he asked himself as he removed the cork. It was good, wholesome cider, and being seventeen and growing fast, Archie forgot everything for the next half-hour in the enjoyment of a hearty meal. An hour later, just as he was thinking of going to the opening to sit there and look out at the evening sky, he dropped off fast asleep, and was awakened by the coming of two of the smugglers who busied themselves in the repairs of the broken wall. End of Chapter 28